Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss the recent layoffs in the gaming industry, the end of Marvel's Avengers, and The Last of Us on HBO. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And it's another great week, another great episode coming at you. Slow news week, but, you know, that doesn't stop us. It's never stopped us. Uh, happy Lunar New Year to those who celebrate. It is the year of the rabbit, and I am a rabbit, so hopefully uh, good good luck to me, good tidings to me in this year of the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be a rabbit? It means, uh, well, for, as far as I know, it's just like very lucky, very fast, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's a rabbit. It's a rabbit, bro. <laughs> okay. We just a, found out. A, yeah. I just found out I'm a rat. So. Yeah, we found out you're a rat. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. You're, you're a sneaky bastard, which yeah, attracts. Yeah, I can't really disagree with that. So yeah, that makes sense. No, it's, it's I, I like um, I like looking up the the Lunar New Year um and seeing which sign because they always do especially in video games since you know the chinese market is very big they always do events um and it's the year of the rabbit or the hare as you would say yeah if, i like how video games make sure i'm always keeping up with all the different events and holidays that are happening around the world so my wife was asking she's like hey you know it's you know it's lunar new year soon i'm like i actually did know because there's a Steam sale oh, there you <laughs> go. It's happening around <laughs> Lunar. It's like the Lunar New Year sales. So if it wasn't for Steam, I would have completely forgot about it. Well, exactly. I don't know when Christmas is. When's Christmas? <laughs> Whenever there's a Christmas sale. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's good to, to celebrate. And to those who celebrate, you know, good luck in this year. And, and good luck to everybody. And good luck to us. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it for the start. Um, we're going to hop right into... Get it? Hop. That's just... You, you didn't like that one? That is, I hated that. All right. Oh, well, you know what? I deserve it. I deserve that one. Um, that was worth it. But I will say it again. We are going to hop right into some video game news. Uh, first off, we're going to start with some gaming studio layoffs. So... Over the week, Microsoft announced uh, they cut 10,000 jobs from their whole company. Some of those were impacted, uh, their gaming studios, uh, such as Cinemax, uh, Media, 343 Industries, Bethesda, and the Coalition Studios. Uh, 343 is obviously working on uh, Halo and future Halo content. Bethesda is working on Starfield. Uh, the Coalition is working on a new IP. Uh, on a new IP along with uh, new Gears of War. And then um, I guess that's it. You know, all, all the Cinemax, whatever Cinemax is working on. But obviously this is a big news, especially in the industry. Um, considering uh, we, we've also seen that a couple of uh, media outlets have been uh laid off and cut jobs and all that stuff. Um, Microsoft having a very rough year last year, not any uh, major first party IPs uh, or anything to show. This year they, they were planning to be, you know, start out of the gate strong. They have the direct schedule for January 25th where they'll be showing off Redfall. They'll be showing off 
uh, Elder Scrolls Online, among other things, and hopefully the future for them for this year and whatever they've been working on. Um, I know throughout the industry, uh, a lot of people were just, you know, hating on this news. Obviously, uh, you don't want to see layoffs whenever they happen, but they do happen. In this case, with these prominent studios that have been struggling with releasing some content, especially in the case of 343 uh, Industries, since they've been struggling with Halo, um, keeping the online, doing the campaign and all that stuff. It doesn't seem like everybody's happy, but obviously you want to get the most out of, out of the product and... In this case, they might need to do a whole new turnaround and just kind of get a different studio working on it or just get a new fresh face uh, in the directing chair to kind of give it, give them a little push and see if they can get back on track. Um, what do you think on this? Well, the the first thing I want to address is why I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I, wasn't, just, uh, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't laughing at people losing their jobs, I was laughing at your sequencing of like, happy to hear everyone, let's hop into it, everyone loses their jobs. Like the, 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 the time. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't happy because people lost their job. I was, <laughs> I know, I my, know. my joy of New Year isn't yeah, yeah, going to stop know. me, you know. It was just a interesting, uh, interesting story to kick things off, but. It was, it so was. I, was I wasn't laughing at, you know, people losing their job. It's not a, not a laughing matter, but. Yeah, if you want to um, see Nick laughing, make sure you're watching this on video. Because his reaction, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, well, you know, there, there it is. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of this happening uh, across the board, right? So it's not just it's not just games. It's basically all like the big technology companies, uh, even you know more kind of medium sized technology companies. There's just the trend of workforce reductions that are significant. You know, anywhere from five to ten percent of, of of the workforce, which for a large cor- corporation is several thousands of people. I think. Was it Amazon that had the biggest one so far? I can't remember the the number. I don't know if it was like eighteen or something or yeah, Amazon something laid like out that. Yeah, so, I don't remember yeah. the number exactly, but they also laid down. Yeah, it's, so it's it's big numbers, and I think um, it's it's shitty. I think companies are just kind of reacting to uncertain market conditions uh, going forward, and just kind of like the covid quarantine time period where a lot of those a lot of these big technology companies and really and also like a lot of gaming companies just did so well um from like a financial performance perspective uh, as well as a lot of their stock prices saw a lot of gains um during that period so now that stock prices are getting crushed and technology uncertainty around future cash flow uh, I think they're just, you know, make, making making some making some cuts uh, in, in uncertain times. So, yeah, it's it's shitty, but just knowing how large public corporations work, like it kind of wasn't wasn't that surprising. And a lot of people are, you know, very upset about it. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. All right. Um... And then after that downer of the news, we're going to go to even more downer news. Um, (laughs) uh, This one hits a little bit close to home, but just more because 
I, I really like Anthem, uh, and that is that Marvel's Avengers is ending development. Um, they're going to be ending full support for the game as of September 30th of 2023. Um they're doing one final title update, which will be March 31st, which will address any bugs or anything like that. After that, the game will cease to have like uh, the shop, so you can basically get the cosmetics and stuff free. Um, it's a full two and a half years after the initial release of the game. When the game released initially, um, it was very hyped. A lot of people saw this as a live service game, but obviously with the Avengers... Um, Piggybacking off of, you know, the Marvel movies. Everybody was super excited. Uh, we always did kind of think it wasn't really going to work well. Obviously, you have these different superheroes that do different things. And the way that they were showcasing it as a live service game kind of didn't uh, match to the expectations that people were having of the game. I, from what I saw, the the traveling system, the, the party system, the um, game system didn't kind of didn't intrigue me enough to even purchase it even at a point where like i believe it went down to like 10 to 20 dollars um i was like this is not interesting enough for me to play it i don't want to spend some time on it obviously uh if, i'm glad i didn't because uh like i said about anthem i i was one of those day one purchases on anthem i enjoyed the game i enjoyed the mechanics of it and then ea went ahead and uh seized development on that they rather take the loss instead of pumping more money into it and, and losing more money. Uh, even though I think the gameplay mechanics with the with the um, suits you were able to fly around in and their powers was a cool concept. It just didn't work as a live service game in the world and all that. Um, it is kind of weird just because um, Crystal Dynamics had worked on this and it's, it's a very uh, love franchise. I do kind of hope that somebody else gets a go at it um but it might be a while before we do get like a full avengers roster type of game and the thing we c the only thing we can really look forward to if we want to see something in this kind of universe would be like marvel spider-man or wolverine or um midnight suns uh what do you think i mean i know you weren't playing this game either so yeah i it just never i never felt like a good application for like that to be a live service game and and I think that I'm I'm guessing you saw the leak or there was like a screenshot floating around on Suicide Squad where it's yes. uh, it's gonna have you know battle passes and all this stuff and I think a lot of people are you know kind of nervous about that <laughs> and, and I think they're gonna look to the Avengers game as like okay like but why are we still doing this like why can't it just be something a little bit more you know, straightforward. So, um, but yeah. And, and so I saw that and then, you know, the timing of that was, I thought pretty interesting where it's like suicide squad live service game. And then the, the, the competitor or comparable to that is getting shut down. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, I don't know. It just makes you think where live service games in general, where like eventually, uh, the majority of them are going to shut down at some point and it kind of just goes into this whole um like preserve like games preservation kind of conversation around like if that's is that just i guess that's just like the way it is but it's like kind of sad because i'm sure there's people even the game was like maybe not great but there's definitely people out here out there that i thought 
the Avengers game was like incredible and it's probably their favorite game. And then now it's just going to be deleted from, you know, from the planet. <laughs> I mean, as a, as a pitch, it sounds great. You, you get to play as a bunch of the Avengers and, and play with your friends and do missions. That sounds great, but it, the execution was just not great. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, uh, uh, and I can't remember like how much they layered on like battle pass skins stuff, but it was the uh, oh shit, what was the name of those those games? It was the it was like it was Marvel games, but it was more of just like you had to roster characters, you just kind of like run around and beat stuff up. It's more of like a uh, cooperative like beat 'em up type game. I just can't remember the name. The, the name Ultimate Alliance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to me, it's like... That one worked. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, that was, that was fun, right? Uh, like, it's like it's like some version of that, I think, is... That's all that's needed. It doesn't need to be season passes, you know, daily missions, all this stuff. Well, I think, like, my point of view is one in like 20 live service games work. It's very tough to one, make a live service game two keep a live service, uh, a live service game active in the community engaged and all that. Very few games have done it. Very few games have done it. Well, um, I play destiny all the time. I feel like that one's done it. Well, it does have its up and uh, ups and downs and, and people give it shit to it for certain things but it does a lot of other things well in terms of like mission structure uh new content releasing season passes and stuff coming out you also have fortnite which we've talked about that they are kind of the originators uh in terms of battle passes and season passes and content releasing where they keep it fresh and keep the community engaged and just stuff coming back um and the base game itself is always fun so as long as that's fun you're, you're always gonna have people coming back so that's one of the things where you know this game failed it didn't the gameplay i'm pretty sure it was okay it wasn't fun for a lot of people uh the content itself was probably lacking even though they had uh new um expansions with new areas and stuff like that i'm pretty sure you know you don't i would rather play all the characters in the marvel universe than just stick myself to the avengers that kind of sucks so maybe maybe that didn't work but a live service game is a risky uh endeavor i think it's just if you have the studio that is familiar with it or just can get that magic where they can make it work, um, it'll be it'll be a long-lasting game. You also have other studios, uh, uh, like the ones that make no, no Man's Sky. That was kind of, for all accounts, a failure when it launched. But over time, uh, they, they were still invested in the game. They had high hopes for the game. It took them about two years. And eventually, they made the, with the updates, they made the game uh, like, they announced it and they have a big strong community you also have like warframe has a big strong community all these games it just you know you have to have dedication and just keep fighting for it and i think if you do that eventually something good will come of it but you also have to have good gameplay and a good community and all that stuff and engaging content um and that's where i think avengers failed anthem failed um, you got to have all, all things. And I'll talk a little bit about Destiny uh, in my closing thoughts. But um, Bungie, I got to give it to Bungie. I I've been playing Destiny since Destiny 1, since the alpha. Um, and it's been seven years, almost eight years now. And um, 
I, I've had my periods where I'll, I'll leave it for a couple months, but I always come back to it. It's my uh, number one played game uh, that's online where I continuously go back to it after all my single player stuff and stuff like that. But they know what they're doing. Um, they listen to the community as well. If, if something's not working, they try to fix it, even if it takes them a little bit. Um, and I think more studios should adopt that or at least um, kind of look at that before you, you do anything in terms of uh, of a guideline. You want to look to see like what Bungie does or, or what Epic Games does. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I agree. I agree. I, I like that. All right. Um, and then the last bit of news we want to talk about uh, is actually about a TV show. So as a lot of you know, which we're um, pretty sure, uh, you watched the Last of Us TV show premiere. It premiered last Sunday uh, on HBO. Um, shout out to Hoochie Daddy Migs, uh, who who has his own uh, video podcast, uh, The Migs Show, on YouTube. He does a little reviews of the episode, so I was able to also see his review on the episode. Um, he was one of the millions of people, about 4.7 million people, watched the premiere of the show. Uh, it's only the sec- it's the second biggest behind uh, House of the Dragon. Um, and the reason we want to talk about this was just a uh, very interesting case, especially with a lot of these uh, uh, video games getting adapted into movies. We have God of War coming uh, to Amazon eventually, uh, Horizon coming to uh, Netflix. You also have a Ghost of Tsushima uh, movie eventually that they're going to do, I believe. Metal Gear's coming. Um, Gran Turismo's coming. All these uh, um, video game adaptations into TV shows, besides the ones that we already have, like The Witcher and Arcane and cyber, uh, uh, Cyberpunk, uh, Edge Runners and such. Um, it's it's a big industry. Obviously, the you can kind of say that the video game movie to TV show curse is kind of over. I know a lot of people are saying like, finally, a great show that is faithful to the to the game. I think uh, they've had enough of that where it's worked. I know that Sonic movies were good. Obviously, Arcane was good as well, and Edge Runners was good. Um, there's a lot of shows. It just depends. Uh, um, with this one, it's such an easy translation to make from a uh, a video game into a TV show, and they did because the, the game is trash. Oh my God, you're such a hater. The game is good. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's a fine game. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, they were able to get great casting. Uh, they have the co-creator uh, uh, and writer of the game uh, in co uh, co-writing and directing the the adaptation, along with um, the the person who did Chernobyl, which great show if you haven't seen that. Um, but this just kind of goes to show you that. The like Nick always says in in a lot of these, it's becoming like a multimedia entertainment thing where you have the movies, the TV shows, the video games, the board games, all that stuff where you want to control the intellectual property and kind of squeeze the juice out of it and make the everything that you can out of it. <laughs> Why did you stop? Because you, I thought you were going to say something. You talk about I, squeezing the juice, and then you know I'm, I'm dialed in. Yeah, I, I uh, thought you were definitely going to say something. So I say squeeze the juice. This is perfect yeah. for you. Well, no, they're they're squeezing the juice because yeah. uh, I didn't see like specific numbers, but then I think because the show's doing so well, it's then they're now seeing the effects of that on the game sales. So, yeah. um, which I think the the PC version 
just it releases out, right? uh, or no, it releases March third. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so the PC version's not even out yet, and then um, so it's just on PlayStation, right? So like even on PlayStation, they're saying like increment. It's like got back onto like a top sales chart, uh, and then I think yeah, that that scheduling makes sense. I think they want to get the audience built up over a few episodes and then launch the PC version for everyone who doesn't have, you know, a PlayStation. So, I mean, that's just, that's just textbook, textbook transmedia strategy. Yeah. Just got to get that bump. We need to release our own movie so we could get that movie bump. (laughs) Um, but this also comes into effect. Um, I was, I did read this interview that, um, the director of the original game, Bruce Straley, who left Naughty Dog six years ago because he was kind of overworked and he was tired. He needed a little break before he came back into the game industry. Now he has a new studio, but there is no credit to him. It is kind of funny the way video games work where a lot of people might work on the game for a certain amount of time, but if you kind of leave the studio, there's no credit to you in in some games. Some games do a good job of it. I know he did get credited for the uh, remaster on PlayStation and the one that's getting released on PC. But it is kind of weird um, for somebody so instrumental to the creation of the game in in terms of directing it and kind of setting the tone to not be included. Um, I know if you ever, if we ever disband and you don't credit me, I will shame you on the internet forever, but that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a tricky, a tricky situation just because I don't think games and like games companies, the way that they're set up is designed for giving specific people like credit for character creation, narrative, you know, whatever. So as that content goes somewhere else, like probably just like the studio, like the studio really only needs to be maybe credited in some way. And then it's more kind of, uh, like optional or, uh, like they, they can, if they want mention someone, but they don't necessarily have to, which is like not the case where, for example, like if, you know, it's like George R. R. Martin, right? Like, he very clearly <laughs> like that's his that's his book people are making content based on that book they're going to credit him like that's that's very kind of direct but yeah it's just, so maybe that's something that gets addressed or maybe creators working inside of uh games companies um maybe over time that's that's something that can get kind of improved upon in terms of making sure people are getting credited for for creating work and i think that's um, I don't know if it was Bruce Traley specifically, but people were like, "Ah, oh, like another reason we need to unionize is to is to." Yeah, he was be, the he was the one. He that did was say that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, I think that's part of uh, one of many reasons why people are are calling for unionization in games is to you know basically try to address you know this among other things, but address this, these types of situations. Um, I think it's kind of you know ignoring how everything's organized. Like, I do think that's pretty shitty that he's not given in, he's not mentioned at all in the show. When yeah, especially. He, he probably, like, I don't know exactly what he contributed to it, but you have to imagine that it was a very meaningful uh, contribution to to the game. 
Yeah, well, being the the director of of the main game, it's a big contribution. And obviously, Naughty Dog is kind of familiar with this because same thing with Amy Hennig when when she unfortunately left uh, the development of Uncharted 4. She did still get credited, but at the same time, it was a bit of a, you know, not a mutual parting. It was definitely something... uh, that both parties were were angry at each other for but hopefully uh you know they kind of resolve that there's a lot of hands that go into making a video game and then when that gets taken somewhere else and it gets transformed into another type of media it is kind of hard to keep track of the contributions but you also want to stay with the original contributor especially if it's a video game a lot of people work hard through it to make it what it is for it to come out as a full-fledged game that a lot of people love um but yeah Definitely uh, stick stick with the the last of a show, uh, like I'll be saying in my closing thoughts. You'll see why. Uh, oh my god, I can't wait! Can't wait. <laughs> um, and then the last thing we want to discuss was Grand Blue Fantasy. Uh, for those unfamiliar, it's a very popular mobile game uh, that has had several spinoffs. Um, they just recently did a showcase where they announced that they will be adding more characters to their fighting game roster because they also made a fighting game, and they're developing a full-fledged RPG. Um, that looks very interesting. Nick was able to see the, the showcase. He was very excited about it. What are your thoughts on that Grand Blue Fantasy? Yeah, I think, so, the action RPG game, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, I think it's Relink, uh, that's a game that, that was announced, like, I don't even know. It's, it was like a long time ago. Yeah, I think it, I heard about the RPG before I heard about the fighting game. Yeah, yeah. So the RPG was announced a long time ago, and I think Platinum Games was initially attached to it. So it was meant to be this, like, you know, taking the Grand Blue fantasy, you know, characters and storyline and, and setting, and then shoehorning that into, I don't know if it would have been, like, near Automata or whatever, but, you know, it's a Platinum Games type action action game but with more rpg elements so that formula at the time sounded incredible to me but then platinum games started becoming like (laughs) like not 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 doing not doing so hot so which i'm sure was like one of the reasons why they ended up getting you know detached from the game and i guess sci games is the is the publisher and, and and developers so I don't know exactly what they did to um, if they're just doing it all internally or if they have some other company they're working with. But I think that is one of the reasons why it's taken so long is just kind of a back and forth on who's actually developing the game. But uh, but even then, even like I think it was probably like four or five years ago, maybe where I first saw some footage and back then it looked awesome and then they just showcased some some new footage for the first time in a long time yesterday and i thought it looked i thought it looked fantastic so i think it's supposed to come out this year we didn't get an exact timeline um but i think that's probably in my definitely like top 10 uh games i'm looking forward to this year so i'll have to add that add that to the list yeah, the RPG looks great, and um, I was a I, I was a big fan of the artwork for the fighting game, and I'm excited. I know it was featured um, at Evo as one of the the fighting games that they had up there, and they have a big community and with a bunch of new characters. I'm pretty sure it's going to be talked about. Yeah, new characters. Uh, they they were talking like better graphics, which 
wasn't obvious to me. Like, it looks like, yeah, it's better, but like, I don't know like, how, how much better it actually is, but it does look clean. And they announced rollback netcode, which is the new thing. Like, after the community has been bitching about netcode for so many years, it seems like Japanese fighting game developers are finally using that as like almost like a marketing <laughs> event of just like you know here it is we 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 have rollback netcode now so that was one of the announcements and then also uh this was this was kind of interesting so in a lot of these uh fighting games there's you know you create an avatar and you walk around in kind of like a hub world so you remember that in street fighter six right where you just kind of yeah. See a bunch of people in a room and, and you can interact in, in certain ways. So uh so there's there's been, you know, some version of that in most modern fighting games. But they're really leaning in on the hub world and they've basically built what seems to be like a full fledged Fall Guys type series of mini games where That's you know fun. yeah yeah you, you have your avatar you're in the sub world and you're just doing all sorts of wild and crazy mini games so i thought that was kind of cool uh so yeah mini games within a game i'm all for that while you wait yeah. too yeah yeah so this will this will live inside the fighting game specifically so uh yeah so i think um i i played i played a demo or some sort of trial version of grand blue fantasy like a while back, but I think this was enough, enough shiny new objects for me to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try that out. And I need any excuse to get more leverage out of my, my new controller. Uh, so yeah, I got to practice on the, on the hits. Yeah. The hit buttons. Hitbox. Uh, so which that controller basically only works specifically on 2d, 2d, you know, side scrolling fighting games. So, uh, so yeah, that was a good, nice surprise that the, the showcase was yesterday. So there was lots of, lots of grand blue, grand blue news to get excited about. Nice. Uh, we'll put, uh, the link in the episode description. So if you guys want to check that out, um, and that does it light week, uh, for news. Um, we're going to move on to some closing thoughts because we have a bunch. <laughs> um, I'll start off. Like I said earlier, uh, I did want to talk about The Last of Us. I did watch the show. Um, they essentially did uh, two episodes. It, I believe it was about an hour uh, and 40 minutes, an hour, something like that. Um, they did two episodes. The first episode uh, expanded on the epilogue of the original show, so you got uh, to see more um, of the life before the virus hit and all that stuff uh, between Joe and his daughter and, and his brother. Um, and then... Uh, the second episode kind of dealt with the beginning and how he gets tasked with uh, taking care of Ellie. Um, I don't want to spoil too much for those that haven't played the game or not watched the episode, Nick. Um, <laughs> but I think it is a very faithful adaptation of the show. Um, the scenery looks great. Um, we haven't seen too much of the clickers or anything like that, so can't wait to see that adapted. Um, the environment looks great. It does definitely look uh, like a pandemic hit and everything's kind of gone to shit and people have gone to shit and people are shit. Um, it is very violent, um, so that's pretty good. It does have uh, 
some horror elements, which I think it does very well. Uh, nothing, no jump scares so far, but it does have some, you can see stuff in the background or just kind of tense moments. So I think they've done a, a really good job. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, it does seem like they're going to adapt the second game as well. So they're going to be, uh, there's going to be a season two and that's probably going to adapt the second game, which spoilers is, doesn't start out well for one character. Um, I will not say who, but yeah. Um, and I'm glad, I, I mean, I, I think it's definitely, uh, done well. Hopefully it keeps the momentum it's got and it finishes the, it does the whole season strong. I believe it's nine episodes. I think it's either nine or 11. Um, I know they, they're doing nine or 11 because the first one was two and one. Um, so hopefully it, it sticks out. I know a lot of people will probably jump into it that, ne that have never played the game and you don't really need to play the game because they do a, a good job of differentiating it enough where it feels different and you don't have to know anything about the game to, to play it. Um, when are you going to watch it? I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm just going to wait until all the episodes are out. So, How can you li live like that? You're gonna get spoiled. I mean, you no, but know it's what based. Happens, right? I've already been kind of spoiled by just with the games, right? So to me, it's like it's fine. It's fine. I'll just okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's not that bad. I've played, just because I've played, you've kind of I've played the first game enough, and you know, I've dealt with the spoilers just with the games. So yeah, that's I true. think it'll be fine. That's true, and they they are kind of making like a faithful adaptation. It's not one for one because they did have to change a couple certain things. Otherwise, you just You'd be sneaking around the whole show, and nobody wants to see that. I just want to. I just want them to pick up like twenty tin cans and extract ammo from it, or yeah. Whatever I it is, need to so. see him. I need to see more crafting. I would love. I would shanking love people, did, shanking. Yeah, I would love <laughs> if they did like dumb, like not Video like as literal, but just kind of like a nod to running into a wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a nod to some of the absurdity that happens in the game. Like that would be pretty funny. Alright, um, as far as video games, I played, and this is funny, I don't know if you've ever played this or heard about it or seen gameplay of Transformers Devastation. Does that sound... I've heard familiar? of it. Yeah. Who's the studio? I think I know the... Platinum Games. Yeah, no, the, yeah, that's why. The, the, yeah, yeah, okay, so... Yeah, Platinum Games did it. It was yeah. one of their, like, they were trying to branch out and do, like, more licensed... Yeah, yeah, okay. That's I was bored at the beginning of the week. Um, I had just finished Evil West, amazing game. Um, so I was like, what should I play next? And then I realized whenever I'm bored, I go through my PlayStation Plus catalog and I just download the most weirdest thing. And this was on there. I was like, I heard this was good. So yeah, made by Platinum Games. Um, you get to play as Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, along, uh, there's a dinosaur transformer. I don't know all the transformers, but it's a pretty fun game. Um, pretty short game. It has a Platinum Games combat along with a whole bunch of Transformer actions. Um, so definitely fun game to check out. And then after I beat that, I was like, no, I need another game to play. So I decided to download Ghost of Tsushima, which uh, I hadn't played at all. And I had been meaning to play since the PS4, since it came out on the PS4. I just wanted to wait till the, it had it on the PS5 and Luckily, PlayStation was having a sale. It was on sale for $30, the director's cut with all the DLC and the extra content. So I decided to purchase that and join the hell out of the game. Really fun. You know me. I love collecting shit. So, you know, following little foxes around, little golden birds. I'm sure you love thing. that map and just all the icons on the oh, map. And cool. you just walk around and 
collect like, everything. I'm like I a mean, little Dora the Explorer over here. Um, man. But it's pretty fun. Uh, the combat's pretty fun. I have kind of experienced a bunch of glitches, uh, which I don't know why after, like, the game is like two years old, so I don't know why it's still a bit glitchy. Uh, this guy that was following me, I was doing a mission with him, and he just, like, started bouncing. He bounced, like, ten times, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Or if I'm talking to somebody, it'll be weird. But besides that, I, I'm enjoying the game. I'm enjoying the story, uh, the combat, the aesthetic. I love that the wind is guiding me. I can feel the wind beneath my wings and just going around to my next mission. But pretty fun game. Uh, Sucker Punch definitely knocked it out of the park. Can't wait to, to play some more. Um, and then the last update I wanted to do was on Destiny 2. Destiny 2, obviously with the Lightfall expansion coming out on February 28th, they've been kind of releasing a bunch of information on what to look forward to. And then one of the main things that they just released this week was that they're doing away with uh, armor uh, mods for specific armors. So you kind of, it'll be easier if you're a new uh, player. Hey, hey, Nick, this is for you, so you can come and play Destiny. It'll be easier for people to get in because all the armors will already be unlocked, and it'll be easier for you to uh, equip them. You don't have to do certain things for certain armor pieces, um, and it'll be a better system in terms of building classes and all that stuff. So, you know, they're just calling you. They're telling you. They're like, Nick, we want you to play. We want you. This this is your life service game that you've been looking for. Nah. Oh, all right. I'm good. All right, so that was it on my end. That was my pitch. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I've heard that story basically What's, every year. It's like, oh, this time it's different. It's easy well, to get into. And well, you like, have oh, to give it a cool. chance. Yeah. It's If you don't give it a chance, then you don't know if it's Dude, different Dude, play, I've played the game for like 30 hours. Like, how much more time do I need? You have to put like 500 hours before you can say oh, if okay. it's good or not. Yeah, okay. It's like when you watch That's the Lord of the Rings ridiculous. movie. like. You don't know if it's good or not until you're an hour and a half in of a three-hour movie. Nah, dude, no. I'm 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 over it. I tried. I tried multiple times. Um, no. That's it. What you been up to? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. That's, pretty, that's pretty beefy. Yeah. Uh, what have I been up to? I can't remember. Did I talk about? I don't think I beat Crisis Core. I think I was close to beating it last week, but I don't think I had quite beaten it yet. Yeah, I think you... Does that you, sound right? Okay. Yeah, you were saying you were close to beating it. Yeah, so I, I did end up beating it. Uh, it's like, is this such like a stupid game? But I I loved it. Like, the, st- the story is, I would say, not good. But I like that I just was able to spend some more time with, with characters from Final Fantasy VII, so... Um, but I don't was actually it, think it. Wait, 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 wait. Was the story not good because it's not good because it's ridiculous, or it's not good because it's Final Fantasy? Because some of Final Fantasy stories, let's let's be for real, are I would kind say of it's crazy not, out there. I would say it's just like not good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like the the writing is pretty bad. Um, it's not like you know Stranger of Paradise where it's like okay, this is stupid but entertaining. Like I think this was just like. Just not not part. good. Yeah, it's just, it's just like not good, but it's gotcha, still gotcha. you know it's still enjoyable. But for me, it was just because I like Final Fantasy VII. Just you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but you know, you just get to learn a little bit, um, learn a little bit more about those characters. Whether it's actually good or bad that you're learning more about the characters, I think is another question. Like I don't, 
like, I might have been like better off not knowing <laughs> like more about cloud. Like it's kind of like changed my perception of cloud in some ways. So, um, but you know, I, I just thought it was almost kind of like required reading for me to go through the game because I know uh, you know the, the the producers and directors of the next Final Fantasy VII uh, remake chapter. Like they basically said, like, oh yeah, it's going to be like kind of important for you to know what happens in that game for things to, so it's like, so that was like my real reason. Um, so it was almost kind of like a homework assignment as opposed to, you know, something, something I wanted to do, but. Well, you know, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, um, for those that don't know, is that it kind of does switch it up from the original where the events don't happen. So basically, Eris, Eris, whatever, lives. Kind of. So yeah. I'm guessing it, yeah, Zach's going to play, probably play a big part. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it was really learning more about Zach and because um, he's basically dead at the beginning of Final Fantasy VII. And then at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, he may or may not be dead. Uh, he's a zombie. No, but yeah. <laughs> could, could be. We don't know. Uh, so yeah, it's just. So I don't know. It's it's kind of this hard. And then like from a gameplay perspective, I think I mentioned this last week. I basically broke the game, where I was just I was just murdering everything. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was just cruising through this game, just destroying everything because I probably overinvested in side missions. Um, so yeah, I think there's some some kind of limitations from a, a game design perspective but again you got to keep in mind this was primarily developed for the playstation portable which came out a very long time ago and then also um is a, is a portable device so i think they they had portability in mind with how they structured missions and, and things like that so so it was kind of so i i enjoyed it but it was kind of odd right where it's i broke the broke the game unintentionally and then the storyline's kind of not super good, but I had a good time. Well, I mean, it sounds like it was better for you to have broken the game because otherwise you would have to slog through a game that you didn't enjoy the story of. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah, if it was like really difficult or whatever, I would have been like, fuck this. But because I was just mindlessly plowing through everything, uh, it ended up being fine. But yeah, so that was that was good. And then I think I also mentioned I went on a Square Enix uh, holiday sale rampage uh, around Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I bought yeah. I just bought like a ton of classic games on Steam. <clears throat> so I got back into Final Fantasy X, which I think I we talked about that on the podcast like yeah, yeah, a did, year ago, maybe, like yeah. maybe same time ish last year where it was made available on game pass so i was playing on a game pass uh and then i just got sidetracked and then i ended up buying the game on steam over the holidays had to go through a bit of a process to figure out how to migrate my save file from game pass to steam but it is it is possible uh not with every game, but with at least with Final Fantasy X, it is possible to do that. Yeah, if you need any of those tips, just make sure you're on Discord. At yeah. T-Boom Pickens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and yeah, I think I'm I'm almost I'm almost done with Final Fantasy X now. So I've been I've been playing that most of the week, which that'll be the first time I've owned it multiple times. But this would be the first ever time that I actually fully complete Final Fantasy X. Which nice. I was gonna say, like, did you ever beat it? <laughs> no, never, never. There you go. Uh, what's also funny is I was able. I, I played. I played the game, you know, normally for basically the entirety of it up until maybe like a day or two ago. There was one or two dungeons that got like really fucking annoying with diff, like just the strategies that you had to do to like win, and then also it was. The battles were very long and it's still, you know, it's a random battle uh, thing. So it's like there's way too many random battles and I don't know what I did. I think I like accidentally like leaned into my keyboard like that was like it was like next to me and I hit the escape button. And like I don't like it, but there's, there's basically like a menu of like special settings where oh you can you can like basically like turn off random battles, speed up the you game. Didn't know that? No, no, no. I, I knew you can do that with um, with Final Fantasy twelve, but it's like it's like part of the game's menu. You know what I mean? Like it's not this like weird other menu that's like yeah, outside the game. So from I I I could I think I knew that because I remember them saying when they were re-releasing uh, ten that they were gonna add extra stuff to it. So like you said, to skip battles, to speed up, and all that stuff. You know, I mean, it made I'm like, oh yeah, like that was the thing that they did. I just for some reason never like never came across it because again, it's like not on the main menus anywhere. It's like this weird PC PC menu. So. But uh, <laughs> I wish I would have, wish I would have discovered that earlier. But it was it was fine. It, yeah, we'll save yourself some time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm definitely going to use that for playing through Final Fantasy X too. So that that's probably what I'm gonna, what I'm going to get into next. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right, all right. Good stuff for you. Hopefully, uh, you get you get into some more shenanigans. This very week. yeah, very Square Enix heavy. Um, I think once I get through this Final Fantasy binge I'm doing, I think I need to finally go back to God of War, which I know you're going to make fun of me about, but eventually you'll finish it. Yeah. Eventually you'll finish a lot of things I tell you to do and finish. And, oh, and I still haven't watched Andor. We can talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't watched Andor. Well. You know, well, you know what next week is, right? What? Big Num- episode number, number 50. 50, yeah, 50 big 50. So, yeah, uh, super excited for that. It's it's a milestone. I don't know what we're going to do. We're probably not going to do anything. But <laughs> uh, episode 50 is next week. Uh, it means a lot, just like a year in. Um, 50 episodes, it's, it's a big milestone. So, you know, it's a good year. We, you don't want to do anything special? Uh, I don't, well, you know, I have some ideas, but I want to surprise oh, okay. viewers and right. listeners. So I don't, you know, you know, I don't want to give them away. So okay. make sure you guys tune into episode fifty next week and uh, happy Lunar New Year, Year of the Rabbit. May the rabbit luck be ever in your favor. Uh, I'm Hugo. <laughs> Bye. I'm Nick. Later.
Thanks for joining us on episode 49 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla, and our show art is done by Deepaz Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.